0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather
1: will control the world. It's time to engineer the sky. That headline's new from Scientific American. More deception from the manipulators of the matrix. Scientific American continues with this. Some scientists say we should begin altering the stratosphere to block incoming sunlight, even if it jeopardizes rain and crops. Again, not my words. That's the new headline from Scientific American, October publication, which isn't even on the newsstands yet. Climate engineering has been ongoing for over 75 years, ramped up all along the way. Catastrophe is already the result, and the whole of academia wants to continue to pretend that they're just getting started. More in a moment on that headline. Stay tuned. Now let's add this new report headline from TheEnergyMix.com. Solar geoengineering means game over for life on Earth, critics warn. That doesn't sound good. Does it? Where have I heard that conclusion before? Yes, geoengineeringwatch.org for the last 15 years. The so-called climate science community is beginning to allude to the truth, not because they're invested in it, but because we're on the cusp of unimaginable, extremely near-term challenges being all but impossible to hide. Record droughts, record firestorms, record deluge, record hailstorms, and record official denial of the climate engineering component in this equation. As biosphere collapse goes exponential, the controllers are more desperate and dangerous than ever before. What might they do next? We'll soon enough find out from fema.gov, government website. This new warning. FEMA and the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, plan nationwide emergency alert test for October 4, 2023. From the reports, the purpose of the October 4 test is to ensure that the systems continue to be an effective means of warning the public about emergencies, particularly those on the national level. The FEMA report then says, quote, In case the October 4 test is postponed due to widespread severe weather or other significant events, the backup testing date is October 11th. If that warning, direct from the crime syndicate masquerading As our government sounds ominous it's because it's meant to the current controllers of the matrix will likely play much bigger cards soon if not this October it will come sooner than most dare to imagine next adding to this equation biosphere collapse that is not even on most radars most people are completely unaware that the life support systems of the planet are completely failing Here's the science report headline Mutilation of the Tree of Life Via Mass Extinction of Animal Genera That's a just published science study from PNAS which stands for the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences From that report We're in the sixth mass extinction events Unlike the previous five, this one is caused by the overgrowth of a single species Homo sapiens Although the episode is often viewed as an unusually fast evolutionary time event And loss of species, it is much more threatening than that, because beyond that loss, it is causing rapid mutilation of the tree of life, where entire branches, i.e. collections of species, genera, families, and so on, and the functions they perform are being lost. The PNAS Science Report continues... It is changing the trajectory of evolution globally and destroying the conditions that make human life possible. It is an irreversible threat to the persistence of civilization and the livability of future environments for Homo sapiens. Instant corrective actions are required. Let me repeat that last statement from the National Academy of Sciences. Quote, instant corrective actions are required. How many times over how many years have I tried to warn that short of a complete course correction, an immediate course correction, planetary omnicide will be our extremely near-term final destination. So, there you have it. Confirmation from the highest circles of so-called academia. Question, why did they wait so long to start telling the truth? Question already answered. Because it's becoming all but impossible to hide. Moving on from UK Guardian. Revealed, almost everyone in Europe is breathing toxic air. The report then states, quote, a growing body of evidence shows air pollution affects almost every organ in the body and is linked to a huge range of health problems from heart and lung disease to cancer and diabetes, depression and mental illness to cognitive impairment and low birth weight. As the proverb goes, death by a thousand cuts. In how many ways do the climate engineering... Operations and the ubiquitous atmospheric contamination they create serve various controller agendas and objectives. Weather warfare and the toxic nanoparticles that accord to it amount to biological warfare. How long can you hold your breath? Because this contamination is ubiquitous all over the world. There is nowhere to hide. We have peer-reviewed study now to prove that every single drop of rain is contaminated with PFAS, Forever Chemicals, and they're not even looking for, let alone disclosing, the toxic climate engineering nanoparticles, which are also ubiquitous. And when you mix all this together, you get what's called synergistic toxicity, which makes it exponentially worse. And again, that's not even being reported. Moving on. New from Time magazine, which not surprisingly is neck deep in denial of the absurdly obvious. Here's the headline. Some politicians want to research geoengineering as a climate solution. Scientists are worried, the headline says. Worried? Really just worried. After 75 years of climate engineering, on top of the trashing of the planet in a thousand other ways, we're all staring down near-term extinction, and we will likely take the entire web of life down with us. So-called military-industrial society is increasingly dysfunctional and destructive. It was never sustainable, not even close, doomed from day one. Yet even now, so many, With eyes that refuse to see, if you don't believe what's coming, rather what's already unfolding by the day, it makes no difference. Denial won't alter reality. If we have any chance of altering the destination that we are hurling toward at blinding speed, it will only come when enough of the population has the courage to wake up, to face the wider horizon through a clear lens and to do what's necessary to alter our current course. Moving on, here's the condensed rundown of the coming 7-14 to 14 day scheduled weather for the U.S. lower 48 states. Let's start with this from San Francisco, rather sfgate.com, that's the website. An atmospheric river-fueled storm is headed to California, here's what to expect. That's the end of the headline. Let's fill in the blank from that headline statement. Chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations is what to expect. Weather and temperature whiplash is what to expect. West Coast, engineered cool down. East Coast, engineered cool down. Central U.S. from top to bottom, engineered meltdown. Not nature. Climate engineering. The scheduled weather script is subject to change, something to always keep in mind. Remember that... The nation's so-called weather personnel, National Weather Service, and NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, get the scheduled weather script from Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, private defense contractors, who do all the modeling for the nation's so-called weather forecasting personnel, again, NWS and NOAA. Both organizations have an illegal federal gag order on them that restricts them from talking about the internal Operations of those agencies. It's a blanket gag order. The weather engineers are utilizing Hurricane Nigel to help stir up the superheating Atlantic Ocean. Atlantic Ocean temperatures still climbing, even when they should be declining. We're in completely uncharted territory. Oceans are superheating all over the globe. And the unorganized low-pressure circulation moving in from just off the East Coast for the continued swamping and cooling of East Coast states. Again, Chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding, temperature whiplash. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn so much more. These are patented processes. Anyone who chooses to investigate will find it's backed up by hard data. It's backed up by mainstream media coverage. When China engineers their weather, when they engineer snowstorms, search Chinese scientists engineer snowstorms. Fox News covered it, Popular Science, MSNBC, The Guardian. But yet, if you bring that up here... It is completely marginalized as, quote, fringe conspiracy theory, even though it's backed up by hard science and mainstream media coverage of other countries doing it. But we can't say it here. And even, unfortunately, on this particular aspect of climate engineering, alt media, other sources of alt media, if they truly care about exposing and halting climate engineering, need to address this aspect of climate engineering And not attribute the flash cooldowns to some sort of sign that the planet's cooling when it's in total meltdown. That's not helping the climate engineering cause to push the exact narrative that the climate engineers and the controllers want. To pretend that these flash cooldowns are somehow an act of nature when they are anything but. More on chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding, weather, warfare, crop destruction, and the overall decimation of our formerly thriving miracle planet. From CBS News, Spain hailstorm destroys nearly 43 million worth of crops as it hits nearly 100% of some farmers' harvests. The report continues. The storm caused devastating damage to crops, the Farmers Association said, some of which were on the verge of being harvested. The range of produce being hit, including vineyards, citrus fruits, persimmons, avocados, almond trees, olive trees, rice, and vegetables. Extreme hail anything and patented processes of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding are inseparable. And what do we see now? Almost everywhere a significant storm is allowed to occur or is facilitated by the climate engineers, extreme hail events occur with ever-larger hailstones. Again, chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding operations, patented processes. Search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. On the other side of the climate engineering pendulum, about the ongoing global firestorms, they're still raging, though most haven't a clue, as the scripted political theater of the absurd is too entertaining The firestorms aren't just incinerating what's left of northern hemisphere forests. The land down under, Australia, is already on fire again, and its spring has only just begun. The burning was scheduled, just as I previously reported on this broadcast would be the case. Now it's happening. From Axios.com, Canada's awful summer gives way to a burning fall. Canada is closing in on 70,000 square miles incinerated since May, and that's now more than the entire state of Florida. From BrazilReports.com, governor declares environmental emergency as much of Brazil's Amazonas state burns. The government of the state of Amazonas in Brazil declared an environmental emergency last week as more than 4,000 fires were recorded since the beginning of September. 4,000. Statistically, mathematically, the Amazon is already doomed. It's only a matter of time. The writings on the wall, when we lose forests like the Amazon, our days are numbered. From the New York Times, the reach of wildfire smoke is going global and undoing progress on clean air. There was no progress on clean air. That was all simply a facade because they don't measure for, let alone report, the climate engineering nanoparticle fallout that is the single greatest source of atmospheric particle pollution. And about the wildfire smoke going global, that's part of the plan. Search this very important short video report, one of our most important, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda, while on the subject of power structure agendas about all the suspiciously timed earthquakes in countries that refuse to conform with the dictates of empire, lights seen before or during an earthquake. The Independent reported, quote, "...strange earthquake lights spotted above Morocco moments before devastating tremors, and that remains a mystery to scientists from the Jerusalem Post. Mysterious flash illuminates Moroccan sky moments before earthquake." From the UK Daily Mail parallel headline, mysterious lights were spotted in the sky before Morocco's devastating earthquake hit last week, and scientists don't know what caused them. The same phenomenon was witnessed before many major quakes, Turkey, Haiti, New Zealand, Japan, and more, each time in lockstep with troubling political circumstances, a.k.a. not cooperating with the Western power structure. Am I promoting other nations by criticizing my own? No. I'm simply citing facts. Next, are there seismic weapons of mass destruction that could cause the atmospheric illuminations? Short answer, yes. Ionosphere heater transmission installations like HARP in Alaska can bounce their powerful signals off regions of the atmosphere that have been saturated with electrically conductive elements like aluminum nanoparticles from geoengineering jet dispersions. When these powerful transmissions are directed into the strata of a seismically sensitive region, seismic activity can be triggered. The available science on this subject is clear and not disputed. The criminally insane... ...are running the Planetary Asylum. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news report. The End of the World as We Know It broadcast brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Geoengineering Watch shirts, hoodies, and our full-color printed climate engineering awareness materials can get the conversation going with family and friends. Every day counts in this all-important battle. Geoengineering Watch awareness-raising materials can be found on the homepage of Geoengineering Watch. Our only goal, to fully expose and halt the climate engineering assaults. Moving on, more power structure agendas. This question, where have all those genetically modified mosquitoes gone, and what's the agenda behind them? From Patch.com, this, California endures worst mosquito season in years. When will it end? Question mark. report says, as, as the blood-sucking ankle biters take a bite out of the Golden State, human West Nile virus cases are spiking. If it seems like the mosquitoes are getting worse in California, that's because they are, the report says. At the same time, human cases of the mosquito-borne West Nile virus are spiking across the state, prompting counties from Alameda to Riverside to spray entire neighborhoods. That's got to be good for your health, isn't it? They end with this. West Nile virus is now endemic. In California, this invasive species is more aggressive than the native mosquitoes, more likely to bite its victims over and over again. Question Could this possibly be convenient for the controllers and seemingly familiar? Mosquitoes, tiny flying hypodermic needles, and now with this new species, if the first injection, I mean bite, doesn't work, there's a second and a third. As the report stated, biting its victims over. And over and over again. Question, as the planet's life support systems continue to unravel, do the controllers see an advantage in increasingly sickened, debilitated, and dysfunctional populations? You decide. Here's some notes on the bottom line of unfolding biosphere collapse. Very, very dire notes. Please, listen carefully to this science report headline and the very dire information it covers. Here's the title, C4 Methane Tipping Point Reached, from the report, sea ice constitutes a latent heat buffer, consuming incoming heat as it melts. While the ice is melting, all energy goes into changing ice into water, and the temperature remains at 0 degrees C or 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Once all ice has turned into water, all subsequent energy goes into heating up the water. Once Arctic ice has become very thin. Ocean heat that was previously consumed by melting the sea ice no longer gets consumed by melting of the ice. And further incoming heat instead gets absorbed by the Arctic Ocean, rapidly pushing up the temperature of the water of the Arctic Ocean. We are hurling toward what's called a blue ocean event, loss of summer sea ice in the Arctic, at which point all of this equation goes exponential. But continuing with this report, the latent heat tipping point has been crossed. The loss of this buffer is linked to the seafloor methane tipping point, i.e. the point where additional heat reaches the seafloor and destabilizes hydrates contained in the sediments of the seafloor. This tipping point comes with multiple self-reinforcing feedback loops such as explosive growth in methane volume setting off further destabilization, rapid rise of Arctic temperatures, loss of permafrost and loss of albedo. That's the reflectivity of the ice and release of even more methane greenhouse gases. That's the feedback loop. If you want to see what these methane blowout craters look like, please search Siberian methane craters. Look at those images and keep in mind that on the seafloor, those craters are 10 times bigger. More from the report. The current situation is particularly precarious in the Arctic as the North Atlantic region is very hot and the Gulf Stream keeps pushing hot water toward the Arctic Ocean. I've been over this in many broadcast climate engineering, altering upper level wind currents. That alters ocean currents and now is creating the scenario just described. Well, the Arctic sea ice has become very thin and again the latent heat tipping point has been crossed. More. As the temperature of the Arctic Ocean keeps rising, more heat can reach sediments located on the seafloor since much of the Arctic Ocean is very shallow and sediments are at the seafloor of the Arctic Ocean can contain vast amounts of methane hydrate. The danger is that additional heat will destabilize hydrates in these sediments, leading to explosive eruptions of methane. Its volume increases 160 to 180-fold, resulting in huge eruptions of methane, both from the destabilizing hydrates and from methane that is present in the form of free gas underneath the hydrates. This is what's been happening in the Bermuda Triangle for decades. Warming oceans, thawing methane hydrates, and clathrates on the seafloor. The field's released in their entirety, aerates the water like a bottle of champagne, migrates the water column to the surface. The ships above that have no buoyancy. They go to the bottom intact. Been happening for decades. Those in power know it. And their attempt to mask it with climate engineering operations is only making it worse, just like the pharmaceutical industrial approach to the human body. Here's more from the report. Ominously, very high methane levels continue to be recorded at Barrow, Alaska. How high? Some readings... That are six to seven times higher than at any time in the last several million years. And methane, for the record, in the atmosphere over a 10-year time horizon is 120 times more potent than CO2 as a greenhouse gas. Climate engineering, again, in the attempt to hide it, making all of it worse, using weather as a weapon, covert weapon of war all over the globe, making all of it worse. The seafloor methane report continues, a catastrophe of unimaginable proportions is unfolding, life is disappearing from Earth, and a runaway heating could destroy all life. At 5 degrees C heating, most life on Earth will have disappeared. When looking only at near-term human extinction, 3 degrees C will likely suffice. That doesn't bode well. Unfiltered frontline temperature data indicates that we're already past 3.5 degrees C of warming now since the pre-industrial baseline. All that I just described are some of the components in a scenario known as Venus Syndrome. If you want to know more about how dire that scenario is, search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome for that report. But many would ask if this is the case, everything I described, and we're past these boundary points now, why are we still here? Because just as was the case when Thelma and Louise crashed through the guardrail and were sailing through the air toward the bottom of the canyon, impact, though not immediate, is still imminent. There's no going back. You can't go back through the guardrail once you've gone through it. And now the stunning final conclusion from the polar scientists behind this report, quote, the situation is dire and getting more dire every day, which calls for a quote, climate emergency declaration and implementation of comprehensive, effective action as described in the climate plan. And exactly what is their plan? These polar scientists to immediately deploy global climate engineering operations question. How's that going after 75 years of deployment again? Again, Welcome to the Asylum. Pressing on from BBC, Antarctic sea ice at mind-blowing low. Alarms experts. From that report, the sea ice surrounding Antarctica is well below any previous record winter-level satellite data shows this, a worrying new benchmark for a region that has once seemed resistant to global warming. They were able to hide some of the disappearance of Antarctic sea ice by massive chemical ice nucleating operations, sea surface operations, but those come at the cost of an even worse overall warming, so thus eventually all unravels at even faster rates. The report then says Antarctica's huge ice expanse regulates the planet's temperature as the white surface reflects the sun's energy back into the atmosphere and also cools the water beneath and near it. Here's the stats on that. Polar sea ice typically reflects 90% of the sun's incoming thermal energy. Once it's gone, the ocean absorbs 90% of that thermal energy, a complete reversal of the equation. The report then says without its ice cooling the planet, Antarctica could transform from Earth's refrigerator to a radiator. This is incredibly dire news at both poles. Let's keep going. There's more. An unstable Antarctic could have far-reaching consequences. There's no could, no may, no might. Would is the correct term. Polar experts warn. Scientists are still trying to identify all the factors that led to this year's low ice. This year's record warm oceans are likely a contributing factor scientists suggest. Warm water will not freeze. question does it take? A power structure institution trained and degreed so-called scientists to tell us this, that warm water will not freeze and it melts ice. And they think this might be a part of the equation. They then say there's potential for an unstoppable feedback loop of ice melting. It's not a potential. It's already triggered. There's no stopping it. The question is, will anyone survive the ride to the bottom of the canyon, as described earlier? Are we awakening this giant of Antarctica, asks Professor Martin Siegert, a glaciologist at the University of Exeter. Professor Siegert then stated it would be, quote, an absolute disaster for the world. Oh, it is. There's no stopping it at this point. Final statement from the report. This is from the same glaciologist mentioned a moment ago. He stated, when I started studying Antarctica 30 years ago, we never thought extreme weather events could happen there. Yes, there you have it. Another example of trained, clueless, so-called scientists from the controller-owned climate science community. For the record, over the last year, temperatures in Antarctica have been as much as 70 degrees Fahrenheit above normal, completely off the scale. Pressing on from Carbonic.com, space mission to explore Venus' runaway hothouse climate. Could it happen on Earth? Consider everything I covered in this broadcast and 423 previous broadcasts of Global Alert News. It's already unfolding and accelerating. Again, search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome to learn more. Is there a wild card in this equation that could yet buy us time to change our course? Yes. Fully exposing and halting climate engineering operations and then focusing on doing the same with countless other forms of unimaginably destructive human activity. From Alaska Public Media, this... Another example of the collapsing biosphere. Four years into the Yukon salmon collapse, an interior Alaska village wonders if it will ever fish again. The report says the river's once strong king salmon run has been a long, slow decline since the 1990s. Chum salmon have also been unpredictable, but in the last four years, both species runs have abruptly crashed. Researchers are still unsure exactly what's driving the collapse. How can they possibly be unsure? Oceans are collapsing all over the world. They're superheating. Plankton populations are collapsing. The forager fish are collapsing. The bottom links of the food chain are completely blowing apart. How can they not have a clue what's going on? And this is what we pay our so-called scientists for. Power structure utilizes their complete cluelessness to keep the population Apathetic until the last possible moment. New from PHYS.org, the pace of climate-driven extinction is accelerating, new study shows. And now let's rewind to last April. From A to Z animals.com, a few headlines to cover here. Stay with me while I put these puzzle pieces together. The report says it's hard to believe that up to 200 species go extinct every day. Going even further, up to 73,000 species go extinct throughout an average year. And those figures, as dire as they sound, are actually short of the current true figures. It's actually up to 300 species a day. Now let's move to September of this year from Britannica.com. What I'm trying to point out is even from what some would consider a credible source of information, their statistics are completely uncorrelated. Here's the example. From Britannica, ecologists estimate that the present-day extinction rate is up to 10,000 times the background extinction rate. That's definitely alarming, and they're close to the mark there. It's actually 15,000 times higher. But then they state this, that the extinction rate is between one and five species per year. That's completely, ridiculously wrong. They say it's because of deforestation, habitat loss, overhunting, pollution, climate change, and other human activities, the sum total of which likely results in the loss of these species. And that part is true. But again, we're talking about missing the annual extinction total by perhaps 100,000. In fact, let's do the math. 365 times up to 300 species a day, 365 times 300, 109,000 something in that range. And they're saying one to five species a year? How do things like this even get published? And from Britannica.com, no less. For the record, the current rate of species extinction, plant, animal, and insect is now believed to be, again, 15,000 times the background rate of extinction. That's a million and a half percent of so-called normal. That's the rate of two to 300 species of plant, animal, and insect per day. That's how fast We are experiencing extinction at this moment, and never in Earth's geologic past has it occurred at anywhere near this rate, and we have people going about their lives as if nothing is wrong. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast from so-called Scientific American, alluding to the insanity that's becoming all but impossible to hide in our skies. Here's the headline, it's time to engineer the sky, from the report, global warming is so rampant. That some scientists say we should begin altering the stratosphere to block incoming sunlight, even if it jeopardizes rain and crops, as if it's not doing that already and hasn't been for decades and decades. The report then states this, many people recoil at the notion of solar geoengineering or solar radiation management, a.k.a. SRM, as it's often called, the idea that humans should try to fix the atmosphere they've messed up. Again, that's the words of Scientific American by messing with it some more, and that seems fraught with peril. You think? They continue, an act of Faustian arrogance certain to backfire, but as it becomes clear that humans are unlikely to reduce emissions quickly enough to keep global warming below 1.5 degrees, let's be clear on that. There's no emissions reduction. There was never a plan to reduce emissions. All the COP conferences, climate conferences, are simply smoke mirrors facade to strong-arm nations into cooperating with climate engineering so they can keep pedal to the metal and keep business as usual until the last possible second. That's what those conferences are about. And so this climate article from Scientific American is simply trying to continue the facade. They say that if we do submissions fast enough to keep warming below 1.5 degrees Celsius, sometimes scientists say SRM might be less scary than allowing warming to continue unabated. More from this Report titled Time to Engineer the Sky from Scientific American. It says solar radiation management could produce effects quickly. It has political appeal. It is, quote, the only thing political leaders can do that would have a discernible influence on temperature within their term in office. That last statement was from Ken Caldera, a climate scientist Emeritus at the Carnegie Institution for Science. Carnegie has a long, dark background, Research that, who is also a senior scientist at Breakthrough Energy, an organization funded by Bill Gates. Stick with me, there's more. In 1965, scientists reported to President Lyndon Johnson that warming caused by rising greenhouse gases could be addressed by spreading reflective particles across the oceans. This is in 1965, and we have so-called scientists today telling us this is some fringe theory. In 1974, Russian climatologist Mikhail Budikos stated that injecting SO2 into the stratosphere via aircraft would reflect sunlight. This technology, he wrote, should be developed without delay. Perhaps surprisingly, these proposals did not include the idea of reducing emissions. Of course they didn't. They want business as usual until the brutal, bitter end. The report continues with this. Dimming the sun would cool the planet unevenly, Ken Caldera states. He said you get much more cooling at the equator more cooling during summer and less at the poles. The poles are warming four to six times faster than the rest of the world. Exactly like Caldera states. So Mr. Caldera, you're saying what would happen with the climate engineering operations if they were actually ongoing, which of course we know they are, is exactly what is happening. Should that be any surprise? After 75 years of climate engineering, that Ken Caldera will never, ever admit to. And let's not forget what Dr. Ken Caldera stated on the record, an audio that geoengineeringwatch.org owns. Again, his voice stating that when he was a Department of Defense scientist, one of his tasks was to design ways of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. You can listen to this yourself Geoengineeringwatch.org, the faces of climate engineering disinformation is, I believe, the name of that report. Please, please connect the dots. Next, from newscientist.com, high-flying microplastics could pose a threat to the ozone layer. No could, no may, no might. And let's remember that one of the primary elements in climate engineering patents and operations are polymer fibers. And the ozone layer is disintegrating by the day. All of these puzzle pieces completely connect. From this report, microplastics may float higher in Earth's atmosphere than previously thought. There we see it again. We didn't know. We had no idea. We we didn't think this before. What is the so-called climate science community for? Therefore, pacifying populations, pretending they don't know how bad it is until the last possible moment. How come we knew at GeoDrinkWatch.org, I've been trying to sound this alarm for 15 years with the website and for another five, six or seven on top of that. 20 plus years slogging in this battle, trying to swim against the tide of the power structure owned so-called climate science community, and not just the climate science community, other so-called science communities that have done nothing but deceive populations about the most dire threats imaginable. That's the world we live in. The so-called experts without a clue, by design, armed with so-called higher learning degrees that are nothing more than certificates of indoctrination from the controllers of the matrix and the institutions that they own. More headlines from CBS. Homes in parts of the U.S. are essentially uninsurable due to rising climate risks. Again, climate engineering will never be mentioned in those equations. I have passed on so much data to insurers like State Farm and the rest. They don't care. There's money coming into them from the back door to keep their mouths shut. That's how it works. Related from Bloomberg. U.S. home insurance bubble closer to popping as climate risks mount. We'll see when all this unravels soon enough. And now let's add this from the UK Guardian. Leaders of the world's biggest polluting countries skipping UN climate summit, Joe Biden and Xi Jinping, I hope I got that right, leaders of the two biggest carbon emitters among those not attending the summit in New York. Why not? Because they have no interest in... Accomplishing anything. Again, the climate conferences I just mentioned, what those are about, smoke and mirrors, behind the scenes, countries are strong-armed to collude and cooperate on the climate engineering issue. From NPR, this puzzle piece, connected to what I just covered about Biden skipping the climate summit deal. Biden is unveiling the American Climate Corps, a program with echoes of the New Deal. What a pile of propaganda this is. Skip world climate meeting, issue more carbon fuel drilling permits than ever, covertly continue to ramp up climate engineering to catastrophic levels, and then pretend to care about the climate by erecting the smokescreen of the new American climate core. What a circus of insanity it all is. And about Biden, how clear can it be at this point that he isn't capable of determining what day it is, let alone anything else? He's just a puppet, like all the rest, all... Sides of the manufactured political divide. And let's add this new Biden backed headline as well. Texas breaks ground on controversial Biden backed carbon removal project. That sounds like a great idea, right? No, not so much. Rising out of the arid scrubland of western Texas is the world's largest project yet to remove excess carbon dioxide, CO2, from the atmosphere, a quest that has been lauded as essential to help avert. Climate catastrophe. The creators of this project have now been awarded funding from the Biden administration, even as critics attacked the technology as a fossil fuel funded carbon fuel industry backed distraction, which is exactly what it is. For the record, the previously constructed massive and expensive carbon sucking vacuum facade project named Orca was estimated to capture a whopping three seconds of human caused carbon production in an entire year's worth of its operating. Absolutely pointless, smoke and mirrors, all of it. And then there is this, no need to worry about total biosphere collapse. We don't need a functional environment. We have Walmart and McDonald's and best of all, cruise ships. New from cruisehive.com, this headline, quote, 10 stunning new cruise ships to arrive in 2024, including the largest cruise ship ever from Royal Caribbean. There you have it. To hell with the world. Just take a cruise and discover dying and already dead oceans all over the world. Welcome to the asylum. Full throttle insanity till the moment of impact. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 424, September 23rd, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is currently being aired on 27 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail-outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate Critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Here's one way by starting the conversation with Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials, which can be found on our homepage, our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high quality printed materials with shocking images, a picture's worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. We also have Very high quality geoengineering watch hoodies and shirts, shocking images, both sides. We have shirt and hoodie photos on our homepage so you can view those activist tools. Scannable business cards, bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out. We have to awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in and the families of those with defense contractors that are also involved. They must know that they are participating in their own demise. And if we can reach this critical mass of awareness, we will cause a shockwave all over the world as populations understand what their governments have done to them without their knowledge or their consent. Time isn't on our side. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geo and watch shirt or... Hoodie, perhaps at a gym or farmer's market, busy street downtown. Please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Check that link. Take a look. Many have joined this battle. My deepest and most sincere gratitude to all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for more input and specific directions on how to make your voice heard. Moving on, more bad news headlines. This one from Vox.com, vo The ocean is rising and so is Miami's skyline. Reports report says the coastal city wants to build its way out of the climate change scenario. Is that smart? Question mark. Here's another question. Is this another psychotic example of so-called sustainable development The oxymoron philosophy That has already delivered us To this very, very dark hour Yes, brilliant Just build higher And issue snorkels To the occupants of the ground floors It's coming, wait and see And it's an incredibly non-linear equation From climate collapse, crop collapse Fisheries collapse, ozone layer collapse Sea level rise, it is coming, can't be hidden much longer, and as it becomes impossible to hide, the power structure will become more desperate and dangerous than ever, and that time is already unfolding now. doesn't matter if you don't believe it. Wait and see. Moving on, same part of the world from grist.org. This headline from this week, It's Not Just Coral. Extreme Heat Is Weakening Entire Marine Ecosystems in Florida. A headline, not completely true. The extreme heat isn't just weakening entire marine ecosystems, it is killing entire marine ecosystems, and it's not happening just in Florida. Here's a reminder of this recent report from newscientist.com. Emperor penguin colonies lost all their chicks due to ice breakup. Covered that in an earlier broadcast. Question, how can the death of such miraculous creatures not move All of us to the marrow, yet almost none even notice, let alone care, completely caught up in scripted political theater or football games or the next material acquisition, such as the world we live in. And the heat waves aren't just killing penguins in Antarctica. New from the UK Guardian, elephants on the march across African borders as heat stress leads to fatalities. Heart-wrenching photo on this article of... Elephants marching across parched lands with some already laying dead. It absolutely tears my heart out. And people go on about their lives as if nothing's wrong. As if it's none of their concern. It's all of our concern. No matter what our life was like here. No matter how detached it seemed from all these other places and people and creatures that are suffering they are us and we are them. And we have an absolute obligation to not just care, but to do everything we can to make a difference. Back to the downstream consequences of polar meltdown. From msn.com, American coastlines could be submerged underwater as early as 2050. That is a very, very unrealistically optimistic Scenario: It's going to happen far, far sooner. It's already happening. Miami's spending a billion dollars a year to pump their streets out, and they're building more high-rises. From CNN, French ski resort closes permanently because there's not enough snow. From that report, winter is coming, and for yet another ski resort in France, that means facing up to the reality that there isn't enough snow to carry on. Buttoning these places up, the Alps melting, some of the peaks collapsing because the ice is thawing. From the UK Guardian, cactus replacing snow on Swiss mountainsides due to global heating. Some stunning pictures in that article. From peninsula daily news.com, wildfires surge in Olympic National Park, a boreal rainforest region where fires were once almost unknown. It's not just Canada, it's not just Siberia, it's happening again all over the globe. We have Greece, Portugal, Spain, and Let's not forget this. On all these places that have been dried out and are now incinerating by design, again, search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda to learn why because too many people hide in their denial by saying they wouldn't do this to themselves guess what they already have in too many ways to even begin to comprehend we're not dealing with sanity we're dealing with a headless heartless soulless cancer that has one mission to proliferate unchecked until its host dies that is literally the mentality we're dealing with About controlling the spigot from PHYS.org, this headline, It's an emergency. Midwest towns scramble as drought threatens drinking water. They decide where it rains, when it rains, how much it rains, and how toxic that rain will be. Now to the other side of the world. From ABC News Australia, unseasonable September heat, an ominous sign for spring. Again, they had this scheduled for months now. With weather records set to be challenged, it's already spring and it feels like summer, the report says. From smh.com, short, sharp, and unexpected. Why Sydney, that's in Australia, heat wave could prove deadly. Just beginning. They're just entering spring right now. And back to the other side of the spectrum, as as. Again, Australia is heading for burning. And here's another headline on that front, by the way, from theconversation.com. Fire regimes around Australia shifted abruptly 20 years ago, and falling humidity is why. And the falling humidity, climate engineering desiccant particles are incredibly effective at drying out the atmosphere when they choose to do so. They concede to augment rain. They concede to completely diminish and disperse rain. Their choice. They control the spigot. Next, same theme from GulfNews.com. Heaviest rains in century bring floods to Iranian cities. As has been the case for decades, the Iranians, due to their refusal to cooperate with Western powers, have borne the brunt of drought, deluge, weather warfare. Next, this new report from Climate Action Australia. Quote: "As good as it ever got?" Question mark. Hurling towards the environmental abyss. From that report, as we collectively hurdle toward. The environmental abyss, it's worth asking whether we have definitely passed the high-water mark of human development. Here's the short answer to that question. Yes, we are now free-falling into the rapid decline and collapse phase. And even now, the epidemic of normalcy bias continues unabated. Criminal cabals masquerading as legitimate governments and so-called academia that on almost every front, pushes what power structure institutions have told them is the truth, pushes whatever they are told to push in order to preserve their paychecks and their pensions, and populations that are all too often, all too willing to look the other way and to do what they're told so long as they believe doing so will help to maintain their personal paradigm or their personal pursuit of pleasure for just a bit longer. How many couldn't care less about the pain and suffering of the homeless in our streets, let alone the hundreds of millions suffering and collapsing countries around the world with collapsing environments all over the world and the innocent creatures that live there? Far too many without a clue, and proud of it. From Indie.com, this headline that seems fitting at the moment, The Long Road to Ruin, it states how civilization took a wrong turn thousands of years ago The report then cites this scripture. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. Again, that's from Indy.com. Next, The World Has Already Ended. That's the title of an exceptional and on-target essay from okdoomer.io. If you've ever seen the movie Soil and Green from 1973, you know it's not about cannibalism. It's about the banality of social collapse. It's not quick. It's a slow burn. Nobody shows any sense of urgency about anything. It's not just that corporations are using people as the main ingredient in everyone's favorite new food. It's this. When actor Charlton Heston finds out, nobody cares. You already know what's going to happen. They've been doing it for generations. The primary character in the movie, Soylent Cream, again, actor Charlton Heston, once he finds out the primary food of the future is recycled, deceased humans, he could shout it from the rooftops that the rich are feeding the poor to each other and nobody would care. Nobody would protest. Nobody would sign a petition. Nobody would act surprised, even if they believed him. They only care about getting to the next day. They only care about their next meal or their next water ration. That's when you realize the point of the film. They've been eating each other the whole time. They've been doing it for generations. The world has already ended. This civilization is gone. This world is gone. It already ended for millions of people. Some of us just haven't felt it yet. It was never an easy one for most of us. It was never fair. But there was a level of predictability. There was a level of comfort and convenience. That's gone now. The paradigm that we have previously known is over. The formerly thriving planet we were given with it. What a profound metaphor this film was, Soylent Green, from 50 years ago, a film that was set in the year 2022. How on target were the filmmakers? In an overall and metaphorical context, that should be self-evident. In the coming weeks and months and years, it will become even more undeniable, yet the vast majority will almost certainly continue to double down on their denial until they can't. How many who have summoned the courage to awaken and to look at the wider horizon through a clear lens and who have done their best to share rationally undeniable dire truths with others have heard the following statement or something like it. Quote, I refuse to believe it. I don't care how much evidence there is, end quote. And then there's this, how many times I have had so many individuals say to me, well, yes, there's some bad things going on, but I don't think it will be a problem in my lifetime. Maybe my kids or my grandkids. And even if that was true, which it absolutely isn't, would this absolve them from their responsibility to face the truth and to do what's right? We face a societal pathology of denial, distraction, and wishful fantasy, aka the collective insanity. Denialism definition, the establishment definition of denialism is this, anyone that refuses for any reason to accept the official narrative on anything. In this equation, verifiable and indisputable facts aren't relevant. Only the officially ordained narratives can be considered as factual. Quote, believe the science, we're told. Trust the experts, and indeed the vast majority do, without questioning or investigating on their own. Such as the Societal model that the manipulators of the matrix have trained, taught, and programmed into societies for decades, even centuries. But who paid for the so called science? Who is furnishing the paychecks and pensions to the so called experts who, as we now know all too well from countless examples, will come to any conclusion they are paid to come to? That's how the system works. That's how it has always worked. Such individuals comprise another percentage of populations, the paid liars, inflicted with the pathology of moral bankruptcy. Short of a complete course correction, the extremely near-term consequences of the current paradigm will be self-annihilation. So, where do each of us fit into this ever-darkening equation? The choice is ours. To exercise our only true possession, our will, correctly, honorably, Morally, virtuously, or not. There are no guarantees in this seasonal occupation called life. There never has been. What matters, all that matters, is what we choose to do with the time that we've been given. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Sharing credible data from a credible source with family friends and others is the most effective key to the door. Check the activist suggestions link and the activist materials section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. No matter what we face, if you know at your very core that you stood steadfast against the rapidly rising tide of darkness and insanity without yielding, then the story ends well, no matter what comes. Please, please, Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.
0: Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency. Knew all the government's...